Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And we love to hear your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. In the 2000s, Don Newland was a force to be reckoned with in the design industry, working for General Motors and some of the best designers in the world. But issues were starting to arise at home with her husband, Chris. Let's get into the story. Here's Dawn to start us off. And later, you'll be hearing from U.S. Army veteran William Lambert, too. In 2006, he decided to start cheating. And I found out and asked him to move out in... uh, May, I believe it was, and uh, because he was my heart and soul, and I loved him dearly, in December, I let him come home, move back in, and just tried to go on with not discussing it. I knew what was going on, and I don't want to live it every day, so we don't want to talk about it. Uh, 
and I tried very hard to live by those rules, but he could not. He could not forgive himself for what he had done, the damage he had done to our marriage and to all of the friendships that were involved around the business and, you know, the way the families looked at him. It was, it was very hard on him and he just, he could not get past it. So, um, July 2nd of 07, at about 11 o'clock at night, we were laying in bed and he asked me if I had felt any different and I said no. And he said, don't worry about it, I'm leaving. And he went to our spare bedroom where I heard him making various noises. So I went to go see what he was doing. And when I walked in the room, he was sitting on the floor with a 308 rifle um, on the floor between his knees and was going to shoot himself. I did everything in my power, beg, plead, cry, you name it, to get him to put the rifle down. And during that conversation, I realized that there was nothing I was going to say. He had made up his mind, this is what he was going to do. And the only option that I had was to try and take the rifle from him. Um, from previous training that I had from being around the police department and some martial arts training, I know better. You don't ever try and grab a gun from someone. But I felt like it was the only thing I could do. And I reached over and I was watching what he was doing and analyzing. There's so much room between the top hand and his chin and I can grab the gun and I can pull it back over here to my right, get it away from him and, and hopefully we can make a better ending out of this night. As I started to grab the gun, someone said to me, do not pull that gun towards yourself. And so mid-swing, I grabbed the gun and I pushed it the opposite direction of where I was planning on. And I was standing to do the other. And so I didn't get completely out of his reach. And he grabbed the gun, um, dislocated three of my fingers, taking with us wrestling over the the gun with him trying to take it back from me. He ultimately got it and pulled it up under his chin and shot himself and fell at my feet and died. I don't remember most of the rest of the night and most of the next of next year, <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of. Um, I vaguely remember being on the phone with 911. I, I don't know how I don't remember getting my phone. I don't remember calling them. From there, I learned PTSD very quickly. I did three deployments, two to Iraq and one to Afghanistan. And my second deployment uh, by far was the worst for me my vehicle uh, was struck with an IED and, uh, you know, didn't think anything about it. Then went on with my day and did, did my normal thing. And I got out of the military in uh, 2014. So I did 11 years, 12 years. And that's when stuff started kind of happening to me. I was having trouble sleeping. I was having nightmares. I was hearing radio transmissions in my head. Yeah, it's uh, it was weird. You know, I had a job where I was 
uh, working for a satellite company in uh, in Missouri, and uh, I would just be driving down the interstate in my work van, and I would see an explosion on the side of the road, or I would I would hear it and I would feel it. You know, it's that concussion that you would feel, and I, you know, there's not something's not right here, and uh, I just got really really down and started drinking a little bit more and the next thing I know I'm making a noose and hanging it in my shop and I'm almost in it you know uh, luckily I was caught and was taken to the to the doc you know to the hospital for evaluation and they got me on some medicine and then I was like well I, the medicine I know it takes a little while but it still didn't work and I tried to do it again well, I had what they call survivor's guilt. My unit, my second deployment, lost 15 guys due to IEDs. I, I was hit with the same IED. Why not me? What makes me special? Why didn't I lose an arm? Why didn't I lose a leg? Why didn't I die? That was very, very hard for me to figure out, and, and I still don't know. The fact that I couldn't take the gun from him stood for a very long time that I failed and I let him die. And I know that's not true. I know that's not true now, um, but it doesn't make you feel any better. And you've been listening to Don Newland and U.S. Army vet William Lambert sharing their very different stories about survivor's guilt and, of course, PTSD. And when we return, more of the story of Don Newland and William Lambert and how the two stories intersect here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country, stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the Donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we return to Our American Stories and the story of Don Newland and William Lambert. When we last left off, Don and William were both describing their respective nightmares with PTSD. Dawn's husband had committed suicide in front of her, and William had survived a hellish deployment overseas. Let's return to their stories. My mom was coming over once a week, helping me pay my bills because I couldn't remember how to write a check. Um, I was putting post-it notes on my mirror in my Durango during the day when I would think of something that I had to do and then I would put them in order of the way I had to do them because if I did not have a step-by-step for my day, I had no idea what I was doing, where I was at, why, why am I here? And uh, there was one day that I was, I have no idea what I was doing, I left my home and I call it woke up down at Pinnacle Mall in Arkansas. There were three or four hours between when I left my house and when I was aware again of where I was at. And I literally looked around in my truck to see if I had been shopping. I was like, nope, haven't been shopping. Might as well go, I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you can't function. There are just some days that there's nothing you can do. You can't express what's going on. And if you told people what's actually going on in your head, they'd put you in a padded room. 
I ended up doing three three stays in the VA mental ward, and uh, the therapy sucked. Um, I don't know if I can say that, but it, it was horrible uh, because I, I can't remember the actual medical term for it, but they make you relive the event over and over and over. And and your conscious mind knows that it's not real, but it's still there. Survivor's guilt. Chris had actually planned on killing me that night with him. He had actually researched serial killers and suicides. Yeah, there were three big books that he had, and he had them pages marked on how to kill your significant other and then yourself so that you could stay together forever. And he had planned on taking me with him that night. And that was a very, very harsh reality also that by the grace of God, I'm still here and that is it. Um, but although I know in my head and, and my heart that none of that was my fault, he was the one decided that he was going to do, to do the suicide. The fact that I couldn't take the gun from him stood for a very long time that I failed and I let him die. But anyway, at the end of that year, I had decided that I needed something that was just me, that didn't revolve around that the shop, the business, what I was doing, anything that had any memory of him. And I'd always wanted horses, always loved horses. So because I'm me and I never do anything the easy way, my very first horse was a five-year-old untouched wild Mustang. And I named him Katana after the samurai sword because the uh, samurai consider their sword as part of their soul. And I decided that I had survived a near death and this was part of, this was my soul. And so his name was Katana. And then my second horse was a two-year-old untouched wild Mustang. And I named him Trinity for my horses, me and God. And that was my Trinity. I try not to cry. <laughs> um, then I got Comanche, and he was a three-year-old, untouched, uh, wild Mustang. And I spent the next three years every day, um, a lot of times all day, training with those horses. Uh, very emotional. For the next three years, that's all I did, eat, sleep, live horses. Um, the nights that I couldn't sleep, instead of calling a friend, I went to the field with a brush or brushes and I would come back in and every horse in the field was spit shine and polished before I came back inside. And I would come straight in and literally drop the clothes on the way to the bedroom and crawl in bed and try to go to sleep before any of it could rush back in. And I discovered that even in the first month of working with just Katana, that I was beginning to rest and the hallucinations seemed to fade. About four years in, I started my business back up for about two years and something was missing and I couldn't figure out what. And a friend of mine brought uh, four or five kids over and 
all of them but this one girl were all excited about the horses and the one girl stood in the corner by my barn and fence she was very closed off I asked her what was wrong and she whispers I'm afraid and I said why are you afraid and she said because horses are mean I said oh honey my horses aren't mean why are you whispering and she said because they can hear me I said they can hear you whisper <laughs> I just kind of giggled and she goes what I said, they can hear you whisper. I said, they can hear things we can't even think about. And I said, they can smell things we, we will never understand. And long story short, over about a 45-minute period, I got her to come into the round pen with me, and I brought one of my smaller Mustangs. And she said, but they bite. He didn't bite you. I said, no. She said, but they kick. I said, no. And I went behind him and I wiggled his tail and I stood behind him and I scratched down his legs. Just like, he didn't kick you. And I said, no, he won't kick you. And so I moved him over and I I stepped up on the fence and I slid over on him and I walked him around the round pen and she was like, he didn't do anything bad. And I said, no, ma'am. And I said, "Um, do you trust me? And she's like, yes. And I said, okay. I said, will you trust me to sit on him? And she got real wide-eyed, and she goes, yes. And I got her to sit on him, and when he, when she sat on him, I had her slide back and lay down and just drape her arms around his neck and hug him. And she just burst into tears because this was the coolest thing she'd ever done in her life. We walked one lap around the around pen, and she was like, this is awesome. And I said, and see, you did it. And she looked around and it had hit her I I did it and I said honey you can do anything you set your mind to I said you just have to set your mind to it I said you may not do it like I do it or the way she does it or he does it but you can do it your way and make it your own special thing I said all that matters is you try and she just looked at me and she cried again which made me cry and um, we all had a good cry but she was all happy and this little girl had such a horrible family life she had painted a cat face on her face in all black because she told me she didn't want to be human because humans suck and it just broke my heart and I noticed that she was wearing leather wristbands when I was getting her on the horse I had reached my hand out and said give me your hand I said do you trust me and she took my hand and as I slid over slid her over the wristband moved and I could see fresh cuts And the friend of mine told me she had just gotten out of the the psych unit for trying to commit suicide. I mean, she had only been out long enough for them to take her out and bring her to me. We're talking 45 minutes, and she managed to cut her wrist, and nobody even knew it. And about two weeks later, that friend sent me a post off Facebook. The same little girl, um, her hair was black, the cat face, the goth look. She had posted on Facebook, she had put her hair back, her normal color, had very light makeup done like a pretty young lady. And on her post, she said, someone told me that I can do anything I want to. All I've got to do is try. And it it hit me right then. There's something there. And there's something there indeed. Anyone who's been around equine therapy knows the power of the horse to heal. And you're listening to Dawn Newland tell the story of her trauma and what helped her get through it. 
and U.S. Army veteran William Lambert, too, struggling with survivor's guilt. When we come back, these two lives intersect, well, in a beautiful way. More of their stories here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. 
And we return to our American stories and the story of Don Newlin, William Lambert, and their respective walks with PTSD that brought them together. When we last left off, Dawn had discovered that working with wild Mustangs had greatly impacted her life. She could sleep again, think again, and live well again. And after watching her horses help a child, she decided to start advertising her equine-assisted therapy to others. Let's return to the story. I started advertising that I would see people that had emotional traumas of whatever kind and especially working with anyone with PTSD because obviously I was quite fluent in that. So as was, as I'm trying to get the word out, I started visiting with all the local VFWs and any, any other military-related facility where I could go and talk. I'm pretty sure I did a horrible job talking because I was nervous and trying to explain something that I'm not sure I fully understood how to relate. I knew how it worked, why it worked, but to put it into words. Um, but several military started coming out. I worked with a lot of, of people. I'd gotten out of the hospital for the third time. I was on some medicine that was, it was working. It was keeping me calm and mellow. And then I met Dawn. When we first met, I was actually doing a fundraiser at Orschlands, and he happened by, and we visited for a little while. I was up there, I was looking for peach trees. We were gonna put peach trees out, and we saw her booth, and, and she had a sign up that says, uh, Veterans Welcome and PTSD. I can't exactly remember what the sign said. Just me being jokingly, I walked over, and. Uh, I said, well, how much is it for a veteran with PTSD? And she looked right at me and she said, it's free, come out. And I was like, you know what? I grew up around horses. Um, my dad had a whole bunch. Let's go up there. Let's go visit her and see what she can do for me. Was it a month or so later, a couple of months later? About that, yeah. She just kind of said, here's... Here's this horse. I can't. I think it was Trinity that you put me on. No, it was uh, bourbon, bourbon that I put you on the first time. It was bourbon, and um, she got him in the round pen, and I started loving on him and everything like you're supposed to. And she put me on him, and we kind of walked around a little bit. And she, you know, she mentioned it earlier. She made me lay down, and I put my arms around him, and I was like, you know, what? I, I really, I really like that. I really need that. And uh, I, I kind of said, you know what, I'm going to start coming out here. PTSD is not curable. It is something that you have for life, but you learn how to cope with it. And the horses teach you those coping skills. In the round pen, if you're trying to work with your horse, and you've got a smile on your face and you tell everyone, yeah, I'm fine, I'm in a good mood, the world's great, blah, blah. The horse looks at you and goes, <laughs> try again. They feel what you're feeling, not what you're saying. So when you go to try and handle the horse as you're angry or extremely emotional, the horse will back away from you or avoid you in any way if they can because they don't know what it is that has you so emotional, but they don't want that anger 
or frustration pointed in their direction. They're like, oh, no, you go pet somebody else or try to move somebody else. But then you learn to analyze why is my horse not doing what I want it to do? And you can go, oh, because I'm in a whatever mood and that's why my horse is acting like this. And for people with PTSD, it is a huge thing to be able to self-analyze. It helps you learn to trust yourself again because with PTSD, you don't. I fell in love with Faith. She's just a beautiful horse. There was something about William that just really struck me that he needed that extra, because mine, mine that I've hand-raised are extra loving, and uh, he fell in love with Faith, and I was like, oh, I don't know about letting him work with her. <laughs> she had never been saddled and ridden, and you want know, to talk about a huge leap of faith with him and I, because he trusted me not to get him killed and trusted the horse not to blow up on him and he got to do her first I hadn't even ridden my horse he got to do the the first ride on her and he, he was a bit nervous he discovered that when the horse got scared that she runs to him yeah so she's running to him meantime having this heart attack because the stirrups attacked her she freaked out but she was staying calm because I was there at the same time freaking out. I don't know how that was possible, <laughs> but she did it. And she finally calmed down and I, I loved on her and told her it was okay. And she never once tried to, tried to rip the lead out of my hand or anything. She was just, it was me sidestepping her every time she ran to me. And then she'd be like, hey, where'd you go? And then she would turn around and the stirrups would hit her again because she was going fast. And she's always still there and she would run back to me. And, we finally got her calmed down. There's a little bit of excitement, but we came through it. So, But that we, was one of the big building blocks for him because when he came out, he didn't have a lot of faith in himself, which is, again, the PTSD makes you miserable. And he learned that day that he could handle her. He could function in that. She trusted him and she was looking to him for leadership and she genuinely just loves him. And when you can calm a thousand pound horse down when they're having a panic attack, that's a huge thing. He's gone, I mean, he can tell you, he wouldn't go into crowds. I had him ride in a parade. This place has helped me so much in the, what, three years? Mm -hmm. Two and a half years, three years? I'm no longer taking anxiety medicine. And psych meds. It's just, some, it's just remarkable what the horses offer, you know, it's just that, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's that companion, you know, you come out and it's just you and the horse. I need it. It's, it's like she said, you know, PTSD is not curable. It's always there. It's just how you suppress it, how you control it. The horses, they taught you that control. They bring you that peace. There's times with faith, I'll just bring her up to the barn and just her and I'll sit in the barn and I'll brush her and I'll finish brushing her and I'll just sit down and let her eat while I'm standing next to her and, and, and we don't, I don't say anything to her, but she, heal, she hears me. And I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for Faith, I wouldn't be here. Mentioning no names, we had another guy that was out for a short period of time that was very suicidal 
And he called one day and said he was on his way out. And when he got there, he said the only reason he did not put the gun in his mouth was because of the work William and I had done with him with the horses. He said, I, I didn't want to let you guys down. I, I promised I wouldn't do it, and I, and I didn't. And I don't care who you are, that, that yanks on your heart. And, it, and, and at the same point in time, it makes you feel a little proud because you've done something to save a life. And it's, it is so rewarding to know that um, in, in both of our cases, when you've lost someone, you know, I couldn't stop Chris from killing himself. He couldn't change what happened to his unit. But we have someone standing right here that we did help. And it doesn't make up for those things, but it helps heal them. They're still there, they're still real, but you don't you don't feel quite so worthless. You know that you've done something, something good. The story of a man, a woman, and horses that heal both of them here on Our American Stories. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.